Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hi, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast. I'm so glad you're with me today. Hey, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. I just got some really disturbing news, but that's for another episode. But I want to jump into the definition of insanity. I know that most of us have heard this famous quote, and we've probably heard it at one time or another. It's a quote by Albert Einstein, and it goes like this. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so I understand what this means on an intellectual level, but I realized that I had an awareness and experience recently where I really understood this quote in a deeper, more embodied way. So there's a little story, so hang with me here. Last year, we moved into our new condo and we live on the fourth floor gorgeous view overlooking the Mississippi River in downtown St. Paul. We have a super gorgeous view of the downtown skyline and the river. And it's just a really pretty view of the city. We have a sweet little balcony that we can use during the summer months here in Minnesota. And I was really excited last year when we moved in in late April to make this outdoor space a super nurturing and healing and supportive place to be. And part of this vision for me included growing plants and herbs and vegetables to have out on the balcony. However, the plan didn't work as I had thought. So by mid-July, the plants were all scorched and dying, despite me watering them every day. And I was able to salvage most of them by moving them inside out of the direct heat and direct sunlight. But the balcony remained sparse and plantless for the summer, and I was a little bit sad about it. So when this spring rolled around, I started envisioning the balcony and patio area to be this lush, beautiful space that I had always dreamed of with flowers and plants and herbs. But I knew that I couldn't do the same thing that I did last year. Okay, so I knew that I needed to try something new if that vision was going to happen. And I started to troubleshoot and consider what went wrong last year, but I also considered what might have went right. And here's the thing, like I don't know a lot about planting and gardening. I know a little bit, but I knew that I needed to figure something out and I needed to change things. I just didn't know exactly which things I needed to change or which things would work to enable a thriving plant kingdom on my balcony for the summer. So I started with the facts and I started doing some critical thinking and I just chunked it down one little fact at a time. So the balcony area gets about six hours of intense sun every day and that starts at around 2 p.m. and that goes until sunset at 8 or 9 p.m. But the sun is only really hot until about, I would say, you know, five or six. And then even though there's still some sunlight, the sun starts to get a little bit intense. So 
there is a good six hours of sunlight. So what that told me is that I knew that I needed to have plants and herbs and flowers that want and need and thrive on partial or full sun up to six hours. So certain plants only like shade and certain plants only like sun. And so I knew I kind of needed plants that needed a mixture. And also I knew that the pots that I used last year, they were metal and they were relatively small. And so I theorized that there was likely not enough room for the plant's roots to grow and thrive both vertically or horizontally in the smaller pots. But I also thought about how much hotter metal gets that that material keeps the heat in and heats up than, say, another type of pot like clay or plastic. And I thought about how this probably contributed to the drying of the soil and then potentially overheating the plants and killing them. And the third thing I thought about was how the quality of soil I was using, and I wondered if I could get different soil that was more adaptive and conducive to helping plants grow in all sorts of conditions with various levels of water and sun. And so I theorized that I needed bigger pots that weren't metal with even better soil. And I knew that any one of these three factors alone maybe could have helped But I figured that making these three changes all together could be the changes I needed to get to my thriving balcony garden that I dreamed of. So this year, in late May and early June, when the growing season started and the uh, frost had subsided, I got all of my supplies and prayed there would be a different result based on these new things that I'm trying So I just was reflecting today that as I sat on my balcony amongst this luscious green herbs and vegetables and all of my colorful and vibrant flowers surrounding me, I really felt an overwhelming sense of accomplishment and appreciation. The scent of mint and lavender were pleasantly wafting in the air and the bright orange, purple and yellow flowers blooming right in front of me And this luscious green of the basil and the peppers and the tomatoes are just exploding in all of their glory. And I just had the biggest grin on my face. So I think that the process of planting seeds and watching them sprout, grow and blossom in itself is incredibly satisfying. And watching nature do its thing right before my eyes and create all sorts of delicious and beautiful things is just wildly inspiring and really grounding too. But then I thought about how the garden is such a reflection and metaphor for so many things. And I'm going to talk about a few of those things now that came to me. So for example, I had the thought that in order for us as humans to fully blossom and bloom into our full potential as humans, just as the plant is to reach its full potential when it flowers, we as humans need the right combination of elements. We need the right combination of environment and care and nutrients and love. But also, I realized that there are some plants in nature that actually thrive under hardship or in conditions that other plants would not do well in. For example, grapes. They usually thrive in drier soil where there's a clay-like presence and other plants would die and struggle in this, but the grapes really thrive in that struggle. 
Another example is cactus and succulents. They are made to withstand the desert heat and they're made to hold on to water. So actually succulents don't do well if they are watered too much because they're meant to thrive on very little. And so the thought that I had was like plants, regardless of the environment that we're in, over time as humans, we can adapt to where we are planted and we can thrive anywhere despite our conditions. And that idea can coexist with the idea that we can also cultivate our environments and cultivate the care and the nutrients and the things and the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. I think both can exist. And so another reflection I had is that no matter what our environment is, there are some plants that just don't make it. And that is nature's way. Leaves sometimes die off to preserve the rest of the plant. So then it can send its remaining resources elsewhere to help the parts of the plant that are still viable. And so like nature, sometimes in life, things don't go our way and we need to let things go. We need to prune things away. We need to let something die so that we can focus our energy and resources elsewhere to what is vibrant and living. The overarching thought that I had today is that if we are called as humans to do something, and if it feels like a yes, and it's in alignment, that we need to keep going and not give up. But to keep going, it means that we often need to pivot and we need to try different things in order to thrive or succeed or to get to the goal that we're intending. So we can always learn from what didn't work and use that to fuel us forward, just like I learned from what didn't work last year and I made adjustments and this year it worked in a big way. In a way, it's not really totally our fault that we repeat things, even if we aren't getting great results. I mean, think about your life and think about something that might not be working in your life very well, but because we're creatures of habit and because we get addicted to behaviors that we may not feel serve us, but it's programmed in at a very deep level. We get addicted to our emotions, even if they're harmful or unwanted. And sometimes we aren't even aware that we're addicted to our anger or our resentment because of the chemical cocktail that it's creating in our bodies. Also, our subconscious brains, they have been programmed and much of what we do, much of what we say and feel in our life, it's so automated And we are simply just on autopilot reacting and participating in habitual behaviors that go unchecked. But in order to become more aware of these habitual patterns and behavior, especially the habits and patterns that don't serve you, you have to become more conscious. But this takes work and energy. It takes discipline, focus and practice So we can try to be more aware of what we are thinking, of what we are saying, and what we are doing. And the whole purpose of doing that is multifold. But one of the reasons is so we can disrupt the thought, the words, or our behavior that we're not liking or that isn't serving us so that we can create something new. If we don't change who we are being, then nothing will change. And who we are being at any given moment is a combination of our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our programmed beliefs, and our behaviors. And this is what I call our personality. 
But the personality of someone who blames their boss for their problems or yells at people in rush hour traffic is not the same personality that are going to change those same habits. Changing our habits is a process and it's definitely work, but it's crucial and worth it in my opinion. So I could have very well tried to use the same pots this year and just made one change or two changes, but then I might have still been frustrated again about having no plants. But instead, I did the work of thinking about what I could do different to create an environment where the plants could survive and thrive. And so I want to offer you today a little suggestion about thinking about what could you do differently in your life to not just survive, but to thrive and whatever that means for you. And what could you do where you alter or pivot in your environment? And this means your internal environment with all of your biochemistry. So this means what you think, how you choose to feel, what you're doing, your behaviors, your coping, your health habits, your food intake, your water intake, your exercise, all of that. In your external environment is the environment where you live and work and geographically where you live and the people you surround yourself with. And how can you thrive though where you are right now, maybe despite a difficult environment or a difficult person or a difficult job or a challenging situation? Because remember, if we think about polarity and duality, both can exist. We can try to cultivate a new environment, both internally and externally for ourselves. But we can also make peace and have appreciation and find the silver linings of the beauty of where we are right now and still choose to thrive there on our way to cultivating something new. Just wondering if you have a behavior or habit that you most want to stop, change, or maybe add to your life right now. Maybe you want to stop smoking or eat more greens or stop beating yourself up with your negative thoughts. Or maybe you want to stop being so defensive and reactive and start being more vulnerable. Maybe you want to start exercising or you want to slow down and be more present. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you to pick one thing right now that you are committed to looking at and changing or doing differently that will help you get a different result in your life. I hope you're having a wonderful day and thanks so much for being with me today. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.